0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another Dan Likes Games episode. My name is Dan and as always I like games and I'm really glad to be able to record an episode again. Sorry it's a bit late, everything's just kind of got mixed around a bit and sorry again for last week not being a proper episode, it was just a um, repost from our previous podcast. I hope you still enjoyed it. Um, Long story short, I had an operation and due to the operation I was actually unable to sit properly. And it was just painful and uncomfortable to try and sit at a desk or sit on a chair. So I was pretty much lying down on the couch, you know, 24-7. But fortunately, I'm getting a lot better now and I am able to sit here and record. And so you guys should be getting content coming out at a regular basis. And because I'm able to sit, it does mean I'm able to play some games again. So before we get into the main game I'll be talking about this week, which is Seven Wonders Duel. Let's talk about some games and news I have found interesting this week. Kicking things off this week, I want to talk about uh, Household. Now, Household is a tabletop RPG, and an award-winning tabletop RPG to be exact, and it is coming to English audiences for the first time brought by Themon and their new partner 2LM Press. Uh, which I believe is just to impress or something like that. They um, are bringing this RPG, which I'd never heard of before now, to an English audience with this very nice brand new collector's edition. Um, it's coming out sometime soon on Kickstarter. And what Household is, is it's a role-playing game, tabletop role-playing game that is based around this world where you play as little people and when I mean little people, I mean like tiny people. Like So you play as fairies, bogarts, fey creatures, you know, all these tiny little creatures that live inside this ginormous mansion. And so you have as big a open world as you can get, like in a normal RPG, but it's all a shrunk-down version of a mansion. And I think that's a really neat idea. And so you'd be fighting things like spiders and rats, which are giant to you, but they're just regular size. Um... It looks really nice. I like the art style. I like the just the idea of it, Um, and it's uh, been headed on by a well-known RPG designer who invented the One Ring RPG. Recently, also did the Zombie Side RPG, and uh, yeah, I just like it. It's a neat idea. I'm liking uh, role-playing games that have these neat, unique ideas, and so that's Household coming from Simon and to impress. Next that I want to talk about is some very exciting uh, local news to me, and that is Diced Games. Now, Diced Games is a board game cafe that is opening up in Toronga, which is about 30 minutes from where I live. Um, not much really can be said more than that. It is opening in May. You can check their Facebook and Instagram, which will be linked down below. But I'm just very excited about this. We only have one uh, game store local to my area. Um, and it's cool to be able to get another one, and on top of that, a cafe that I can go and play games at with my friends, or meet new people to play games with, and, and teach games, and I think they will be exciting, I'm looking forward to it, and you'll definitely hear more from me about it when it actually opens, and you can follow along my Instagram too, I'll definitely be posting news about uh, going there whenever I can. So that's Dice Games. Like I said, I don't have a lot of information other than just I'm very excited for it. I've never been to a board game cafe before, so I'm excited for that experience. If you've been to a board game cafe, uh, you can let me know on Instagram or email me uh, at dicebuyer.gmail.com and just let me know what your experience is. Whether you like them, whether you prefer just a regular store, you know what what your thoughts are on board game cafes. And lastly, uh, it's not a new game, nor is it a new game to me, I've played it before, but it is Splendor. Uh, and the reason I'm thinking about Splendor is I recently bought a bundle of game codes to give away to friends, and Splendor was included in it, and I wasn't really sure how to give it to. But it started me thinking about it, and I played a couple of games on Steam, and I really enjoyed it more than I remembered enjoying it. And so it just got me thinking about the game in general, whether I should give it a go, play it a bit more on Steam, uh, try and get a hold of a physical copy, or maybe when Diced Games opens up I can, you know, play it there. But just, I like its unique style, and I'm really interested in playing it more, and playing it with friends online, and eventually I'll probably talk about it. Um, and on the same topic today, I'll be talking about Seven Wonders Duel, which is a game I've played dozens and dozens of times online and finally got a physical copy to play. And so maybe the same thing will happen with um, Splendor. Uh, There's a Marvel version of Splendor, which is meant to be really good. Apparently, if you don't like Splendor, you still won't like the Marvel version. But if you do like Splendor, the Marvel version adds some really nice things to it. So that would be interesting. I'd really like to give it a try. Get the chance to really play it and feel it for a physical game rather than just a digital game. So today I'm talking about Seven Wonders Duel. Seven Wonders Jewel is a two-player-only card game designed by Antoine Bowser and Bruno Cathala. So Antoine Bowser is the original designer of Seven Wonders, which is a three- to seven-player game, and Bruno Cathala is a well-known and well-established designer. You know, Five Tribes, Dice Town, uh, Shadows of a Camelot, Kick Domino, etc., etc. So Seven Wonders Jewel, apparently, from what I have heard through various other interviews and stuff, was born from Antoine Bowser and Bruno Catala being on an airplane trip together, going to a con, and Antoine Bowser saying, I want to make a two-player version of Seven Wonders, but I don't know how to do the drafting. And they sat there in the airplane together, discussing the various ways, and they came up with this drafting system. Now, I've never seen it done before, and so... Uh, even if it has done, that, that they didn't steal the idea from something, they thought it up themselves. So, if you don't know how to play Seven Wonders, you can check out my episode on Seven Wonders, which will be in the description below. I'm not going to go into too much detail on that. I'm just going to say what's different in this and what's brilliant about it. So, Seven Wonders Duel plays very much the same as Seven Wonders, but instead of drafting the cards as you normally would, where you pass them along to your neighbour, you have a grid set up in front of you. Now, the grid in front of you is going to have uh, four or five rows. And in these rows, some are going to be face up and some are going to be face down. And you can only take a card if it's face up and completely uncovered. Now, what I mean by completely uncovered is the way you set up these grids, you um, are going to be laying a card over the top, like kind of in the middle of two cards. And so it forms like a pyramid. So when you take a card and a new card is uncovered, has no other card on top of it, you flip it over and it's now available to draft. So it adds this very unique um, decision making space where you have to decide do I want this card but it's gonna open up this really nice card for my opponent to take, or do I want this other card so that it won't give them anything new, etc. etc. So it's it still adds that drafting feel without obviously um, using the same mechanic because if you're just passing cards between you that wouldn't be very interesting because you'd know exactly what the opponent's going to get it and so on and so forth. So that is the driving mechanism of this game. You have the grid of cards that you are choosing from. And just like in normal Seven Wonders you have three options when you choose a card. You can either build it, pay any resource cost or coin cost, you can sell it, in which case you get $2 plus $1 per yellow card, which are like the market cards. Or you can build it into your wonder, again paying any resource costs on your wonder, not on the card. Um, The various different cards you have, you have the basic brown and grey resources, which just help you build things. If something requires a wood, you need a brown wood to build it, or you're going to have to pay some coins. You've got your yellow market cards. Those are going to help increase your trading so if you don't have the resources to build a certain building you have to buy that resource from the bank and you are going to pay more depending on how much of that resource your opponent has it's kind of like a supply and demand sort of thing you pay two dollars per resource you need plus one dollar per per symbol that your opponent has of that resource so let's say I don't have any brick I need a brick it's gonna cost me two dollars if my opponent has two bricks, it's going to cost me $4. So it's it's very expensive to buy resources, particularly if your opponent has started collecting a bunch of that resource. Um, so the yellow card sometimes will let you trade easier by saying that brick always costs you $1, or it might just give you five coins straight off the bat. Red cards are your military cards, so unlike normal Seven Wonders, when you compare with your neighbours, you obviously only have one neighbour. So what this has is a path. Every time you get a military shield, you go one space up that path. Any your opponent does, they push you back, and so it's this tug of war constantly going on. And then you have science, and sciences have their different symbols, and instead of scoring points off the symbols, you are trying to collect a full set of six symbols. Now, when you do that, you win the game. With that military path, if you get it all the way to the end, you also win the game. So, something that's unique about this one, which I really like, is it's got different paths to victory. You've got a civilian victory, a military victory, and a scientific victory. Civilian victory just means none of those other two conditions happened, and so you count up your points, whoever has the most points wins. That's going to be probably most of your victories. Scientific victory, like I said, if you collect all six of those symbols, you will win the game, and that's quite unique. Uh, Military victory, if you push that uh, military piece all the way to the end, you win. Now, these three paths to victory, mainly the scientific and military, add another unique twist to the drafting, because if your opponent keeps pushing you on the military track, it forces you to buy military cards, because otherwise they are going to win. You know, there may be a two-shield military card sitting there that you really don't want. You would rather get this seven-point card. But if you don't take it, they build it and it pushes the last two steps and they win. So you have to take it. Same with science. If there's the last symbol they need for them to win, but it's not going to do get you any points, you've got to take it. Otherwise, they're going to win. And so it's this really great, tenseful situation. It's just brilliantly done. Uh, I've played it a bunch on the phone already, like, hours played on the phone. I played it with my mum while I was on the couch, we set it up on a small coffee table and I managed to play it with my girlfriend as well. And it's just a really brilliant game. It has the same feel of Seven Wonders, but also feels unique and just does the two-player dueling perfectly. So that's Seven Wonders Duel, again designed by Antoine Bowser and Bruno Catala, and published by Repost Production. So what can you expect to come from me soon? Well, next week you will get my review of Wayfarers of the South Tigris, which is the new game uh, from Garfield Games from Shem Phillips and Sam McDonald. I'm very excited about this game. I've played it quite a while, well, I've played it a few times on Tabletop Simulator, and I just really enjoy it and can't wait to get a physical copy. I'm bringing this episode out. It should come out the same day the Kickstarter comes out, so it's quite good timing. And so. When that comes out, go check out the Kickstarter, go back it if you're interested in those games. Um, it's a really great one, but you'll you'll hear my f- full views then. Uh, a review for Star Wars, Lego Star Wars of Skywalker Saga will be coming out. That came out recently, and I've been playing that a lot. And also, we're planning to have another King's Dilemma game, and so I'll finally bring out a spoiler-free review for that, and then we'll go into our kind of... Battle report where we go through story of what hap- what has happened already. Other than that, I thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to check me out on Instagram at Dicepire, and you can always email me. You can check out my blog, my uh, board game geek profile if you want to for whatever reason. Forget to check out Game Kings. Uh, find them at GameKings.co.nz. Uh, You can see the link in the description below and you can use Dan likes games to get $5 off your order and I just get a little something back for that. So a little compensation which really helps. So thank you very much for listening and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.